Are you ready? So I don't mind. Take my fame, I can't use it We'll be together side by side Wait a minute Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Debang from Crystal Ball. Recorded spring 1995 in Los Angeles and released on the 29th of January 1998. On the track, it is just Prince. Um, although, you know, you would struggle to make that out through the uh, filter that he's decided to put on his voice in this particular case. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 19 and joining me to talk about it is Josh Norman. Hello Josh. Hello Darren. In terms of like a genre, I, d I don't know where I would land on this because in terms of the production, you know, you have Prince who for some reason has put his voice through what sounds like a guitar pedal um, and it's mostly kind of like guitar in what I would call the verses mm -hmm. and then the chorus is just this really loud like keyboard. Um, and the kind of like the kind of uh, programmed drums, and then it kind of goes quiet again, and it doesn't feel like it's really in any genre. Like I can't say that it's rock just because it's got guitars, and I can't say that it's kind of like, you know, pop or like there's no groove, so it's not really funky. So I I don't know where it is. It's just like a weird experimentation that Prince. Uh, must have just decided to do one day while he was bored in 1995. Yes, I read somewhere that uh, I thought this was a good description of the genre that it alternates between laid black, laid back blues and frenzied rock for the chorus, which I thought that kind of makes sense. I get, yeah, I guess you could say the verses, you know, are blues, but I, the weird thing is, I, like, I know, I, you know, this is one of those songs where. You know, I've listened to it, you know, a handful of times over the last, you know, kind of two decades, mm -hmm. um, as is common with a lot of the songs on um, Crystal Ball. You know, there, there, is, there are some that I, you know, immediately loved and have listened to dozens of times. And then there are mostly the rest where I'm like, I'll listen to them occasionally and, and then I'll forget that I've listened to them. Um, and with the bang, it's like, uh, you know, because of the, the vocal effect that Prince has chosen, it's like I don't. I don't like I can't. There's no like memorable lyrics apart from when he says, "If you promise me the bang, bang, bang." Like that's the only thing that I ever remember from the song. And then I remember like the kind of you know the freak out that is the chorus. Right. And then I, I can't really. There's no like lyrics that I can kind of pick out that are memorable for the rest of the song. So it kind of makes it hard for the song to you know stick with me. Um, and also, it's the fact that it's called "da bang," which, <laughs> which is like, I mean, we've already had a song called "Hide the Bone," so. It, like, it feels like there's a theme that was going on at a particular point in time that, like, I don't know, it's it's just such a, it's such an odd song. And I, like, I find, I find it hard, you know, with some of the songs off Crystal Ball, maybe just due to the volume of them, to kind of, you know, pick anything out that I remember from them um, when I finished listening. And, you know, aside, aside from, like, the, the difference between the, the kind of the loud quiet, which I, I guess maybe this is Prince getting into grunge a couple of years too late. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from that, there's nothing really that sticks with me from the song. 
Um, in particular, from like a lyrical point of view, aside from like I said, da bang bang bang. Yeah, I think the maybe not lyrically it stands out, but the approach to the song is unique, like you described. Um, I thought it had a little bit of a Xanali vibe to it from Chaos and Disorder, which would make sense. It's recorded around the same time. Um, yeah. So that's why this song kind of stuck with me as actually one of the ones from Crystal Ball that I revisit um, often. Um, just because I, I like Xanali. This kind of sounds like Xanali. So we all know where Prince's mind goes when he gets bored, too. I think that makes it very clear, this song. Uh, we have the chorus, which is like like a puppet on a string. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing. I'll do most anything if you promise me to bang, bang, bang. You know, it, it's fairly obvious what that's about. I don't. I feel calling the song Da Bang is making it fairly obvious exactly what Prince is after there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and then you have like the three verses and the, the kind of structure of what Prince is singing. He has this... You know, he starts off with, say, I don't mind what you want to do to me. And then the second time he's like, don't want to lie. I just want to do it. So like each each kind of and the, like, here's the story. I'm with you without the boring, without the call. Cool. Like, it, like, it's very clear that he's addressing a specific person and he's kind of laying out the fact that he's bored. Um, he doesn't want to waste their time. <laughs> you know, he's called their number. You know, if there's some other guy that's beat him to it, you know, and he's like, if you're in love, you know, like. He's laying out the, the, the kind of the, the parameters of exactly what he wants to do to get the bang, bang, bang. Which um, is pretty much anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it does seem like he's kind of lowered his standards a little bit. And he's just like, you know, so long as they're basically by themselves, then that's it. He's, he's in. Doesn't matter what else is, is promised. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like... I mean, it's it's interesting that you find this one of the ones that you revisit, and I love Xanali. That's one of my favorite songs off of uh, Cares and Disorder. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I think it's just the whole the, like the vocal thing, and I'm not you know I'm not opposed to people experimenting like with vocals, and you know this is something that Prince has done before, you know, particularly when he came up with like Camille and stuff like that. Um, but it's just it makes it so hard for me to hear anything because of the the amount of effects that he's putting on. Uh-huh. That it's kind of like you know I. All I hear is the loud and then the quiet and then the loud and the quiet. And so, um, you know, I feel like I'm tipping my hand too much into exactly where I'm going to be scoring this. But <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, no. it's just not spoiler one... alert from Darren. <laughs> it's just like, uh, you know, this is something that I've said on a couple of the other songs. It feels like Crystal Ball was a bit of a wasted opportunity. Like there was a chance for him to put out a bunch of songs that, you know, people had maybe been bootlegging for the last like decade. Um, you know, obviously he avoided a lot of the stuff with the revolution, I think partially because of having to pay royalties so um you know he he kind of avoided certain time periods but it's like you know what i wanted crystal ball to be and what prince wanted crystal ball to be were clearly two different things and i feel like that expectation means that on certain songs i'm like i don't know why this is on here i think i think like uh like any time in prince's career he became obsessed more with the present than the past so a lot of these songs that you know this came out in what a beginning of 1998 so he fell into this pit of you know not going back as deep into the vault as he could have or maybe should have and he had all these other songs that were more recently laying around that he seemed to be more interested in putting out that just kind of filled up the album and you know this obviously had you know it was featured on um you know playtime by versace mm-hmm. uh, i'm so tempted to say versace 
<laughs> simply because simply because of you know where some of the other songs on here turned up but yeah so you know this was this was along with you know dinner with dolores and 18 and over which is right. and soul sanctuary that's like such a weird combination of songs to put onto an album um, and obviously there's a you know there's a few other songs that were unreleased from from that particular project which you know i think you know if we'd had a crystal ball too it would have been nice to have heard some of those songs yeah um but yeah, you know, like it, 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 you are right. You know, Prince was never one to kind of dwell on, you know, songs from a decade earlier. But at the same time, you know, if you're charging people fifty dollars, or in some cases where people got accidentally charged five times two hundred and fifty dollars um, for, you know, a, a plastic crystal ball containing three CDs, it feels like what you're promising. You know, you need to live up to that. And like mm-hmm. the idea of like finally here are you know bootlegs that people have been waiting to hear or you know various other things that were listed on the you know the liner notes it feels like a lot of this doesn't really live up to that and this is one of those songs where you know i guess for me it's the expectation and i feel disappointed by this song um but i you know if you were someone who say came to prince in the you know early 2000s and then you were listening to the back catalog maybe some of the songs on crystal ball would be more interesting because you didn't have the expectation of sitting there in 97 going, oh, Prince is releasing a triple album again next year. You know, like, what's going to be on there? Um, so I feel maybe it's just the expectation that always kind of, all the tracks for Crystal Ball maybe let me down just a little bit because of that. Yeah, no doubt. It was the whole thing from the marketing, the ordering thing, which I was a part of and ended up canceling my order, um, was, you know, a fiasco. And I know you've covered that. Um, but the entire thing was a chocolate mess um, from start to finish. But that doesn't, you know, especially now here 20 years later, looking back at it, um, I'm thankful to have these tracks. Like if I hadn't heard Da Bang and suddenly it showed up on a bootleg today, I'd be kind of excited about it. Like that was pretty interesting. It would have been nice to, why didn't he put that on Crystal Ball, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess that's the thing is like, uh, I mean, it's funny that you say you were one of the people who were part of the fiasco. Obviously, I... Not oh. being in America, I didn't have the chance to kind of call one eight hundred New Funk and you know be be charged on a credit card and all that kind yep. of stuff. So it's quite it's quite funny that you know that you what did you get in the end? Did you just end up buying it in the store or? Yeah, I went to uh, we were in Best Buy, which is a big box retailer in the United States, and it was there. So I had pre ordered it whenever four or five months earlier, and there it was in a store, and it really pissed me off that you know. I kind of, you know, was part of a Kickstarter for this album and some schmuck can walk through a big box retailer and pick it up and I'm still waiting for mine. So I bought it and got home and was angry. So I called 1-800-NEW-FUNK and told him I wanted to cancel the order and the guy blessed the guy's heart on the other side. He was like, well, why would you want to do that? And I said, well, because I just bought it at a store. Why do I need to wait for it anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I did talk about it a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of like a Kickstarter of Prince being like, if I get a hundred thousand orders or however many orders it was, then we can we can make the album. But yeah, yeah it's it's kind of that's like it, what's weird is if Prince had done it like in you know done roughly the same thing in like two thousand fourteen, people would have been like, this is you know revolutionary. But you know the fact that he did it and it went so badly wrong as well in, in nineteen ninety seven. It's, it's I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where. I mean, I've discussed this a bit, but it feels like Prince was looking for any other distribution method than just sending stuff to record stores. And, you know, some of that succeeded with, you know, the the MPG Music Club. But 
you know, this was like kind of a failure that, <laughs> that ended up, I think, souring a lot of Prince fans for a few years after this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still was look on the lookout for the next thing to come out, but I was not going to pre-order anything again at that point. Those days were over. So it's sort of like, you know, beginning of the internet, it was too early to accept online orders. You had to have a toll-free number instead where you get some guy in his garage somewhere who's, you know, taking your order down on a post-it note and putting it somewhere. Yeah. For me, I would say that this is possibly, I mean, it feels harsh to say two out of five, but maybe it's like a two and a half out of five. But, you know, strictly speaking on iTunes, you can't put two and a half. So okay, you know, I, I would I would say two out of five for this. But I think it's just because, you know, when I finally bought the CD, um, you know, I was ex- I was expecting so much. And, you know, the first song, you know, the title track, I love the title track so much. I was expecting the rest of the album to live up to that. And I don't think Prince could realistically sustain that for 30 songs, especially 30 songs that weren't for a specific project. I feel like it's different than Emancipation because Prince was kind of, you know, he had a running order. He was he had a goal in mind with that. Here it does just seem like he's thrown together a load of songs. And, I've, you know, some of that also kind of plays into this. It does. It's definitely a collection of stuff. You know, um, I always kind of refer to 1-800-NEW-FUNK as Prince's garage sale. These are things he had laying around. He wanted to sell them and wanted to share them, but they weren't, I wouldn't say, finally curated by any means. So if you're sticking to, to you know, whole integers as far as stars go, I'll, I'm going to give it one more than you just because I enjoy the song. It's short, three minutes and 19 seconds, so it's not a long commitment. Um, and it does go in different directions. Um, it's got a real quick ending, which I despise songs that fade out at the end. I mean, if you're going to write a song, I think, get a, give me a start and a finish if it's not an edit. So I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. So I'm going to go three out of five. Okay. Well, I, I feel like we said about as much as we can about the bang. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, I co-host a podcast with my wife called The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. And we pick... Uh, an album or an era of Prince's music and devote one podcast to the proper album and then as many additional podcasts as it takes to cover ancillary materials like b-sides remixes television appearances tours fashion all that kind of stuff Uh, you can find us on twitter at tmats t-m-a-t-s podcast and on Facebook, uh, just search for The Mountains and the Sea, and we're available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh. Thanks for having me, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.